the sound from your heart to the, to the great I am. Father, we bless you. Father, we exalt you, Jesus. All power belongs to you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus.
worship you, our Father. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love towards us. Thank you, Father. Father, you have not left us without your hands, without your thoughts, without your ways, showing us the way we should go, leading us the path that we should go. Thank you, Father. We thank you for light. We thank you for understanding. We give you praise. Lord, our heart is open again today. Trust you by your spirit that you reach out to us, you will change us from within, you will change us from inside. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. We trust you from inside out, you will change us from within us. Francis and uh, Pastor Francis and Pastor Samson, um, Pastor Junior Francis and Pastor Francis um, Samson have been blessing us. Hallelujah. So we trust God how God will, you know, help us tonight. Amen. But we're going to start this way. I think um, last week, I wasn't here last week, but I think I watched online last week. I thought so. So it was last week, um, Pastor Samson started a meeting before Pastor Francis Abby. Okay, yeah. Amen. So who is going to help us to... Um, I think everyone of us is here. Okay, you travel. Okay. Pastor Israel, you are here. Eh? of uh, Pastor Dave were you here last week hmm? okay so you want to help us um, okay Jerry you can come and sit Bayo were you here last week okay so come and sit and um, Um, 
we were here last week uh, somewhere. Okay. So every one of us, have, let's... Um, Okay, by the way, is there a mic? Okay, give it to uh, Pastor Dave. Can you, can you, okay, you can do first to help us. So last week, um, Pastor, Pastor Francis Jr. was talking about, um, it is that how we consecrate our body. He was talking about more like discipline, but later Pastor Samson said um, he should use like consecration to God Almighty. And he said it's, um, it makes us go into, like it makes us discover, uh, it makes us journey further in God, journey further in God in the sense that um, we come into things when we are disciplined. Like the, the, uh, there are moments that, we choose that the body might be weak, but we should keep on pressing. Like we should go further. In there, so there, we have a lot of times to do everything we have. Like in a day, we have our schedule. We have the day we plan, the way we plan things. But we should just give ourselves to seeking God. That the the fruits, like the results, will be shocking. So it was saying something about discipline and consecration. So that's why. Okay, so to you, I'm still trying to put it. Okay, to you now. So what do you, uh, what did you took from what, um, I mean, your own personal understanding, personal revelation to you. Aside what was said, to you, what was the things that? Uh, to me, it's it's just straight to me that I need to go deeper to go more. So that that was just the message that was shown to me. That was what was revealed to me because in going more, in going deeper, in spending um, a, like a long period of time, a stretch period of time in presence of God, it makes you solid and grounded in God. It brings you into deeper understanding of who God is. So, and when you fellowship with God, every like other things follows. So it's not that I'm just praying or seeking for power. Or, but just fellowship with him, be disciplined, and just focus on God, you know. So that was what it's me. That was the aspect I took. Okay. Because of time, that's what I'm looking for. Um, let's give to... Okay, are you ready now? Okay, give to Jeremiah. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Although I was not here last week, but I listened to the sermon uh, last week. Um, okay, listen online. Yeah. So, okay. but little why? Well, you were you were here last two weeks, last week Thursday, the previous Thursday before last week. No, was that? Okay, continue. So, um, I think Pastor Francis, I think before Pastor Samson started and. Then Pastor Francis came on, and I think he started talking about um, the cherubims, talking about angels, about his revelation about angels. Um, Did he talk about angels last week? Or oh, are you talking about on Monday, yesterday, or Monday, on Monday? 
is this Monday. What for now? What for now? Yeah. You, you also talked about it when it started. The point, okay. the point you actually made from, from that was how um, 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 the, um, what make up the, 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 the operations of angels, um, what allows them to execute their um, operation is based on what God has actually wired inside of them. What God has created them, and the, the response, their response from that nature of what God has deposited in them that allows them to you know, exhibit those characters. And I think he went on and started talking about the the end goal. Um, God wants to um, want to get to a point where we will be able to have um, mastery or consecrate our soul such that we'll get gain expression, you know, to the things of God. And that was that aspect. Then instead of talking about how, you know, um, I think it made reference to how people who get trapped, you know, through, there's that scripture that talks about, you know, that's first, is it first Corinthians 10, it talks about casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts against the knowledge of Christ. You know, that before people get trapped by those strongholds and those um, um, items and those things that actually, you know, get them trapped, you know, it, it took a um, lot of consistency before that took them there. There's an, extre <clears throat> there's an extremity that got them there. It took discipline, you know, of going those wrong paths for them to get, you know, addicted to those things. And it's the same way. If you want to get addicted by the word of God, we have to be consistent. We have to be focused. We have to consecrate ourselves. And most of the reason, and if you don't deal with those strongholds, you can't let the word come in because it's those strongholds that actually, you know, fight and actually um, try to destroy or infiltrate the word of God. You know, um, the parable of the sower and when the seed was sown, now and what is not allowing the world to terminate are those ideologies, are those strongholds that are still there that we have not dealt with. And those things subconsciously they find a way of, you know, just kicking the word of God that is sown in our heart and it does not take um, the process of, you know, bearing fruit because of those things have not been dealt with. So we was not talking about um, that for talks about talks about sonship, then that was the part you now mentioned that the reason why most of the Jeremiah's angels are called sons of God. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember. He, I remember he, now. He I remember. was actually trying to. Yeah, he was talking about yeah, sons. Yeah. Exactly. That it was not about yeah, that. That that sons. That sons means maturity. Yeah. And when someone is called son, sons, it means you've been matured. Mastery. Mastery. That's gain true. mastery over yeah. certain yeah. things. And that was the aspect that uh, that's where God wants to call us into the, the place of mastery, the place of sonship. And so that's like the summary. So, but to you, um, what is your personal, you know, conviction and personal revelation? You just talked about what was said, but to you personally, what are the things that, you know, you took that you are joining with, you are fellowshipping with? Yeah, for me. <clears throat> For me, I just feel feel that um, certain being able to identify those strongholds, you know, or those things that, um, you know, those strongholds that we still have in our lives, you know, for us to deal with those strongholds, it means that we have to be disciplined. 
you know, and that discipline comes with um, come, comes with dying to to certain things. Because for you to actually enter into some things, you have to die to certain things. You have to be intentional. <coughs> you have to pay the price. You have to make sacrifices so that you know. I have to make sacrifices so that you know if I want to really grow, if I want to come into that mastery, you know, certain um, things I have to do. Certain things I have to, you know, um, fight, you know, even if I have to, those desires, those pleasures that I'm still, you know, letting, you know, it to distract me. I have to be able to pay that price and be able to sacrifice myself, you know, so that um, my soul, the end goal is so that my soul can be able to come into that mastery, letting the word of God, you know, find um, depth and root, you know, and let, yeah. That's okay. basically what I got. Michael. I think Michael was here last week. I just think that um, I just felt to show, you know, just look at things that was taught um, all this while. Uh, more especially last week. Somehow that of last week is still fresh. So I'll see how we can relate with those things and from there we can see how we'll add one or two blocks. Okay, Michael. Huh? Okay, you went around last week. Okay. 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 Praise God. Amen. You know, um, I remembered um, w one of the things that um, I think Pastor something was, um, you know, um, emphasizing on is um, the issue that has to do with um, allowing the Word of God to, you know, govern our souls. Um, that was things that, um, you know, allowing the word of God to govern our souls, allowing the word of God to take over those weaknesses. He was talking about the issue of weaknesses. We had weaknesses and all of that. We should allow the word of God, we should give ourselves to the word so that the word can be able to take, you know, take those, um, I mean, take those places, I mean, those um, areas of our weaknesses. The word of God can govern those areas of our weaknesses. And um but thing that um when that was to me that was um um that was things that um in short after listening to that Mekizel Scudati because I remember we we just we just came back from the first session. So I just said let me log in and just um you know um You know, I got thinking and meditating in that word, and um, uh, you know, another thing again that um, um, Pastor Francis Junior said that uh, to me it's just like the summary of everything what Pastor Something said, and um, what um, equally um, what Pastor Something started and uh, Pastor Junior 
you know, um, you know, ended with that thought last week was um, the issue that has to do with mastery. The issue has to do with mastery. And um, it talks about, yeah, it talks about songs that if you check the scripture, the angels are equally called songs of God. Uh, the songs of God. Uh, not songs as in, you know, um, I've forgotten that's a particular word he used, but he said they are songs uh, because they have mastery based on the program of God in them. They've, they've actually, um, they've actually, they know how to use the life that God have actually deposited in them. Do you understand? That is a word. That is why, that is why, that is one of the emphasis as well as called that the son to an angel because you know in the scriptures um, the difference between us and angels is that angels, they are made. Do you understand? They don't, they don't go through the process of development. God made them so. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? God made them so. Then that of man have to go through the process of that, you know, of that development. And so, but he was talking from the point of, um, you know, having mastery. You know, when you have, when it has to do with an angel, an angel has a mastery of, you know, the life that God has put in them. Do you understand? They have mastery of that life. Meaning that they know the way to exhibit that life. They know the way to express that life. Do you understand? So that was thing that really, um, um, that would really get to me, as in, you know, I'm thinking, how can I, you know, come into a place of mastery? And what are the advantages of coming into the place of mastery? So I was just looking, I was just in between, um, you know, you know, um, the advantages of, um, you know, coming into the mastery, you know, having mastery, you know, the advantage. Do you understand? Uh, the advantage. Um, and I equally looked at um, the, the consequence of not coming into mastery. Do you understand? Uh, so I look, I look both sides, the advantage of having mastery and disadvantage of not coming into mastery or not, you know, exercising ourselves in the place of mastery. So that thought was, I was, that thought was going on through my, my heart. That was, that was really caught my heart. Do you understand? That the issue of mastery, uh, you know, I've been, I've been looking at, um, I've been looking at, um, of late, one of the things that God began to, you know, deal with me is the issue watching over my soul. Do you understand? Watching over my soul and knowing the way to fight evil spirit. And, um, you know, you know, particularly, you know, seeing the, which is the price of mastery or sonship or maturity, do you understand, is ability to watch over your soul. 
not really what you do outwardly, but how healthy your how healthy you are within. Do you understand? Within when when nobody sees you, the only two people that is aware of what is going within your heart is the devil and you. I mean three people, you, God, and evil spirit. Do you understand? So I mean that was the thing that God began to deal with me. So so when I um seen anything within my heart or seeing anything going through my heart that is not of God, you know, watching over thought in my heart, you know, either relating with people on daily basis or, you know, staying, you know, in my quiet time or the time when I'm, when I'm alone, what goes through my heart is very, very important to me. The Holy Ghost began to, you know, um, instruct me to pay more attention to that and, he began to, you know, equally tell me that that is growth. That is what we really call good growth. Now, that may be a definition of what people see as growth, but that was my personal dealing. So when I heard that word last week, um, it helps to, you know, ginger me the more. Do you understand? It helps to ginger me the more, to put more fire on my heart or my desire to go for more for God. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I, I have two scriptures in mind to read. Um, um, to read then. Uh, from there, we'll, you know, from there we'll move on as the Spirit of God will help us. You know, one of the things, Pastor, I mean, one of the things Brother Jeremiah said, I got it said last week, is um is that the issue of um the issue of you know Francis have been measuring on that Francis have been talking about if you if you the previous teachings on Mercedes school is talking about the areas the the gate of our souls do you understand why we should um you know allowing God's word in those um um areas of our lives, which what Pastor Samson began to equally um, relate to us last week. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, you know, what um, you know, ignorant Ignorant is is actually a working of Satan in the life of a child of God not to see what God is doing. Do you understand? Do you understand what I mean? Is a working of Satan in the life of a believer to ensure that that believer is not seeing what God is doing. Now that believer can be playing church, can be doing all kinds of things, but he's not seeing consistently, you know, what God is doing. So whether he can be able to, you know, align himself or give himself to what God is doing. 
That is a working of Satan. And why, why it's called ignorance is when Satan is working in the heart, most times it looks like nothing is happening. It's very soft too. Because the reason for that work is to further those work, those those things that we call strong use, they actually um, they actually blindness to the soul, and the essence of those uh, workings, you know, in the heart is to ensure that anytime God is coming, that will not see God. Anytime that God is coming, the word of God is coming, the word of God will not find a place in the heart. The word of God will not find a landing place or a resting place. Do you understand? So that is the purpose of the enemy. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is it, very soft too. Very, very soft too. So so what ignorance does is that we we don't we don't see that work. We don't see that work. And because we don't see that work, we, we don't have that character of, we don't have that attitude or that push of mind to fight, to, to really see that this is the enemy of my destiny or this is the enemy of my, of my destiny. Do you understand? This is the enemy of my destiny. So now, because if I understand that this is the enemy of my destiny, there is a push I will put, the push I will you know, what we're supposed to pull, and um, the posture we're supposed to have as a children of God um, is a posture of warfare. Because you, anytime you talk about enemy, you are talking about the issue of warfare. Do you understand? I mean that enemy cannot, we can't fight enemy without having that posture of warfare. Like when Paul said, Fight the good fight of faith. He's talking about, if he say he talk about Joshua, he talk about Joshua also, say no man entangled himself with the affairs of this world, that will please his master. I've sent him, have you? He said, no one will attend with himself with the federal But when I say that, um, he talk about the, as the good soldier of Christ. Do you understand? As a good soldier of Christ. Like, uh, you know, I've said it, if you check through the scriptures, you know there is, the, there is different expressions of, there is different expression of the operations of Christ. Do you understand? There's a person of Christ you see as a lamp in the book of Revelation. There's also a person of Christ you see also in the book of Revelation as an army. Do you understand? I was riding the horse that have other armies. Do you understand? Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Do you understand? So there are different postures that um, we're supposed to take as a child of God. Do you understand? So if we are, if we are not taking that posture, it means that something is wrong. What is wrong is that we are blind. We are blind. Do you understand? We are blind and we are ignorant. It means that at the time you're supposed to, at the time you're supposed to be fighting, you are sleeping, and that, that was what Paul was saying in Ephesians chapter five, when he talks about, um, he said, "He that let him that sleep at wake, so Christ can be able to give him light." Uh, what really makes us sleep are these strong yours. There's nothing that makes us sleep are these strong yours. Do you understand? Because um, inability to design what God wants. Because the life, the life of a new creation 
the life of a new creation is the revelation of God. Do you understand what I say? Eh? The life of a new creation is a revelation of God. And that, that life does not function in ignorance. It does not function in laziness. It does not function as side consecration or discipline or dedication. Do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? It does not function in ignorance. It does not function in laziness. It does not function aside dedication and consecration. So if this attitude, we don't find this attitude around us and we are comfortable, it means that we are blind. Something have gone wrong. That is a working of the enemy that we are not seeing. Because the enemy that will make us like that, the intention of the spirit and the purpose of the Holy Ghost in us is not to make us like that. The purpose of the Holy Ghost is that at every face of God. Do you understand? That's why you see, um, um, you see, um, the Bible talks about in that Corinthian chapter, is it First Corinthians chapter 4? Now, when he said that the God of this world have blindfolded the heart of them that believe not, eh? at that first, is it First Corinthians 4? Second Corinthians 4. Okay, Second Corinthians 4, verse 6. 4, verse 6. He said that the heart of um, the God of this world have blindfolded the heart of them that believe not. Do you understand? Eh? Praise God. Okay, he said, for it, um, the Lord who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Who, no, give me King James. Which one is that? Give me the uh, old King James. Give me the old King James. It's okay. He said, for God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shine in our hearts to give the light. Do you see that? This is where I'm going to. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Back up to verse 4. Back up to verse 4. Will he come back to this verse? He said, In whom the God of this world have what? Have blinded the heart of them that believe not. Or has the or has the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine should shine on them. Amen. Praise God. There's something I want to say, but 
I, because of, um, I wouldn't want to, you know, talk about things that um, we take us aside, this thought, you know. So let's just um, focus on the, what we are looking at. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you getting, are you getting what I'm saying? I'm just leveraging on them what um, was taught last last week and to see how we can build on it. Praise God. So anytime you see a child of God is lazy, anytime you see a child of God walking lawlessness, anytime you see a child of God you know, walking in ignorant. That is, these are seasons of Satan in the life of believers. The same way, another word for the face of Jesus here is face of Yahweh or the faces of Yahweh. Do you understand? Do you understand? That faces of Yahweh is also seasons of God, seasons of God, do you understand? In the life of believer. That or you, you call it processes of God. To bring us into maturity. It's what Paul's talk about. You see, one thing, I, I've been trying to say this. One thing, if you are reading the scriptures. There is a way scriptures. There is a way the, the, the patrons or the apostles. That's the way they communicate these letters. Do you understand? Now, what we are seeing here is not just, it is not thing that started here. What we are seeing, that's why when you see the face of our, the, the gospel of Christ, the, the light of the glorious gospel, the image of God, the face of God, are you getting what I'm saying? It, what, what literally is talking about is starting from the chapter 3, he was talking about the New Testament. Do you understand? He was talking about the New Testament. If you check this thing started from this conversation, majorly started from chapter three. In verse one, he now say that when you back to verse one, he talk about he say that uh, he say because of this ministry we faint not, we faint not. He say we deny the hidden things. Of of the, honestly, do you understand? Eh? We deny the hidden things, and when we deny the hidden things, do you understand? Because of that, we will not handle the word of God deceitfully. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that is that is a context. So from here, that faces of God, that faces of God is what you talk about from glory to glory. You see, as we behold Him as in a glass, you see, we are changed from glory to glory. So it's another thing with the faces of Yahweh or faces of God. Another one for that faces of God, he can, when you go to Genesis, is what he called the presence of God. That's what the, the Garden of Eden is. The word, the word Garden of Eden is the presence of God. Another one for that presence of God is the faces of God. Cain. You see those Cain and Abel. Those guys, are they are, they are being of faces of God. They come in with faith. So mean that they come in with God. They come in with the, because the word faith, presence of God 
it's just like when I say I'm in the presence of um, Chris. I'm in the presence of, just, it's the same word with communion, colonia. Do you understand? I'm in the presence of Israel. Both of us are communicating, we are communicating. Or maybe I say, I went to go and see Pastor David. Do you understand? So I work with, with Pastor David. That is the word presence. Meaning that they commune with God, they have fellowship with God. Do you understand? Do you understand? But that fellowship is in levels. Just like in the Old Testament, you understand the point? There is a dimension of the presence of God, which is the face of God, which is actually the commune. You know, remember God told, is it Mary? And he told, he said, I commune other prophets, I speak to them in dream, but Moses, I commune with him face to face. But see, remember, Moses now say, God, show me your face. Now, God did not show him face. Do you understand? But the concept of that Genesis said, K and Abel, I mean, K left the presence of God, which is the face of God. Do you understand? Do you understand? Because that word Eden means it is a, a program that God creates for himself. That there is no distraction there. There is no death there. There is no hindrance there. God made that place for himself. So when he's coming, that is where he goes to. Because that is a place he made for himself. So that place becomes a meeting point between him and man. So the, the word Eden, you keep, you keep seeing it repeating in the scriptures. So it's not really that in that Genesis, in that Genesis, do you understand that? Okay, as Adam sinned, God has taken away. In the same thing, that's what Jesus Christ came. Jesus Christ came to restore that. So a new creation is in the presence of God. A new creation is not outside God's presence. A new creation is in the presence of God. Because say, we are seated together with him in heavenly places. Are you getting that? Are you getting that? Praise God. Are you getting that? So the new creation is in the presence of God. That is the, that thing that God did in Genesis. God restored it in Christ. Do you, do you, okay, when Adam left, when Adam left the prayer, when Adam left, when God was asking, where are you? Do you think that God didn't knew that he was there? I mean, you have left the place. But that was a place of meeting point. <laughs> do you understand? That was a place of meeting point. But so Christ have come in a person of a new creation right now, being a person of our spirit. Christ have come to restore that. So your spirit is actually the garden of Eden. Are you, are you getting, are you getting that? Amen. Are you getting that? So, the word you call foolishness, ignorance, is you see a believer that in attitude, when it has to do with the things of God, because it's ignorance, it's response, it's foolishness. On that word of foolishness, is it doesn't have wisdom. Because there's no wisdom. Wisdom how to make you what is wise. What is, uh, when you say someone is wise, in the concept of the scripture, someone is wise. It's not really, it's not talking about someone that's intelligent physically, physical intelligence. Or someone that is wise, that's why I say Christ has made us the wisdom of God. Christ has made us the righteousness of God. 
So what God did, for God to meet man, for God to meet us, do you understand? What God have to, what God have to, God have to give us his righteousness. So that is righteousness. So it's not your own righteousness that qualifies you. God gave you us his own righteousness. So the reason for his righteousness, so we can be able to have access to him. Do you understand? Are you getting what I'm saying? So Christ is also the wisdom. What is the essence of that wisdom? The wisdom enables you to have access. Wisdom enables you to see him. Wisdom enables you to make a choice. Do you understand? Towards him. What is foolishness? You are going to make a choice that is outside God. That's what foolishness is. Do you understand? So when the Christ have made us the wisdom of God, the power of God, do you understand? What is the essence of the wisdom of God, the power of God? is for access to him. So when a man lacks wisdom, you won't choose God. When a man has wisdom, he will naturally choose God on daily basis. So when wisdom is at work, they won't tell you, Brother David, go and see God. Go and look for God. Go and look. No, nobody tells you that. The operation of wisdom interacts with your soul, makes your soul intelligence, so whereby you can make the right choice. And what is that choice? It's life. And who is life? Is God. Because what kills us is the choices we made. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Are you getting that? Are you, get, are you getting that? So, when you see when you see the display of foolishness, ignorance, laziness, lawlessness, these are actually the workings of Satan in the life of believers. Because the reason for this, just like I'm, I, you know, you know, you know, you say you know what we are trying to do. We are trying to. <laughs> Hallelujah! So uh, thank you. So what we are trying to do, based on what was said last week, we're talking about two things. We are looking at is mastery, eh? sonship, and um, what Jeremiah taught about that was said last week also was the issue of strong use. So we talked about that, that the workings of Satan, or what you call ignorance, is the workings of Satan in the life of believer that is softened. And what the essence of that work is to ensure that there is no landing place for God. Do, do you are you are you do you understand that? So these are the like so I thought about faces of God, and also faces of Satan. You know, you know, Satan. Praise God. If you read that. Um, um, the encounter of Paul, when Paul was talking about his encounter, when he met the Lord, um, when he talked about that, um, the reason for his ministry is to turn, turn them from the power of God, 
from the power of Satan, the power of God. You know, most times, you know, because we don't understand the thoughts of the writers, because the people he was talking to, the people he was sent to, was believers. So that content of that scripture is not talking about unbelievers. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? It's not talking about unbelievers. Do you understand? Now, what Paul said in that act was the same thing he was talking about in 2 Corinthians 10, we talked about. It was the same thing he was talking about. It was the same thing he was talking about. That, the power of Satan in the New Testament, when you say Satan, it's not really what people think. When you are really talking about Satan, you are really talking about what you love, desires, strong use in men, lifestyle, just like what you said, you know, things that men over time have given themselves to. And this is the truth. You, you can't just give yourself for something you don't have passion for. There is also a medium. There is also a, a channel, a source of something on which where you can be able to journey. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Hmm? Are you getting what I'm saying? Eh? Do you understand that? Eh? So it, those, those, those things are wisdom of Satan. So when you talk about Satan, you're talking about his wisdom. That's what Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians. He said that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of God. I mean, the wisdom of, in the wisdom of men and the power of God. Do you understand? That's what, so most times, because we don't understand, that's why when you see people teach new creation, that all this one, people don't really understand. Because when you don't understand, it was Paul, you know, it was Paul that really taught the issue of new creation. Others, other, other, other apostles taught it. But it was Paul that fully, like Paul taught it, incorruptible seed and all of that. They knew it. The what Paul did was to really shine light on that. Do you understand? Now, it was that the same Paul that, for instance, you are justified by faith. Chapter 5. Eh? You are justified by faith. Now, he began to talk about, now that you have been justified, you have peace with God. Now, he began to talk about access. Eh? When you read that, it was that, and I began to talk about that the same way sin has reigned, the same way righteousness also ought to reign. In chapter 6, he now began to talk about that you can't continue in sin, than grace may align. It was there, he said that whosoever you submit yourself to, he was talking to believers, whosoever you be, submit yourself, you become servants to, either sin unto death or righteousness. Do you understand? So, but you see some new creation people, they will tell you, after they've, after they've talked about Paul, talk about Paul, they will not tell you Paul is not the standard. So if, if, the, if they come to a place where certain things hook them, they will not tell you that Paul is not a standard. They will take that one he, he wrote to. So that one that is contradicting their doctrine, then they will take it away and say, Paul is not the standard. Jesus is the standard. <laughs> you know why? Because of lack of understanding. Do you understand? It's a lack of understanding. You see, how do you know the working of Satan in a man? It's beyond just, okay, maybe you have not gotten married, you don't have a car, but how do you know Satan is working in the life of a man? It will show in the way that man is living. So when you say someone lacks wisdom, that is how James talks about the wisdom of God. 
Because, you know, you know, sometimes the motivational preacher have been able to talk about the wisdom of God to be the wisdom of this world. But we only see from the scriptures that if you, if you are coming to certain intelligence without the guidance of the spirit, you hate God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? If it, that's why you see some people have read, read, read so much. They tell you foolishness. Do not tell them that there's no God. But the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God in the New Testament, that's what they call Christ. The evidence of that wisdom is that you will hate darkness. That is the evidence of that wisdom. You will look for God. You will go for God. And the, the absence of that wisdom, the absence of that wisdom in the life of a believer, or let me use the word, the, the, the absence of that wisdom in the life of a believer, that that wisdom is not at work in the life of a believer, it will not choose God on a daily basis. Your choices will not be God. Your concept, because like I, remember what I said. I said, God, I said, the life of a new creation the life of a new creation, the life of a new creation is the word Paul talk about the faces of God, the faces of Yahweh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hmm? The word face of Yahweh is the form, the same word, guardian of Eden, where you talk about the presence of God. Like, it's a place of communion. When you say fellowship, we are talking about it. We can't do fellowship without the faces of God. That's why Paul said that glory from glory to glory is the word faces of God. Do you understand? So the life of a new creation is God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Eh? Is God. But that life cannot be a reality without the faces of God, without the presence of God. And that presence of God can be possible, can be activated in the life of a believer when a believer is living foolishly. Because that life can be gotten without discipline, without consecration, without wisdom, without separation, without discipline. So you can activate it. Because you know why it's like that? God made it in such a way that it has to be a treasure to you. It has to be a treasure. Do you understand what I'm saying? It has to be a treasure. So if it's not a treasure to you, if it's not a treasure to you, you can't, um, you can't really get it. That's why you see, like the prophet will say, the way Jesus put it. Jesus said, this is the conclusion of the law. This is the greatest, this is the greatest commandment. That the summary of everything that the what they call the waiter matter, the summary of everything is that you love God with all your heart, with all your soul. Now, the way the prophet put it, that if you seek him, you will find it. It's the same thing Jesus is saying. Do you understand? Do you understand? I don't know. Are you are you getting that? You know, you know, you know why God made it so? God knew. There are other pleasures that man has come into. Do you understand? There are other pleasures 
other desires, other life that my men have seen. So both of them cannot work together. That was what the teaching of Jesus. He said you have to love one and hate one. Are you getting it? You have to love one and hate one. He said both of them can't go together. That's why it's not it's not really like what Jesus said. It's not really it's not in your lips. I mean what you are saying with your mouth. Hmm? Amen. See, I, I know they preach fast, have you? But am I saying am I saying something? Someday I want to read two scriptures. Uh, maybe I want to read two scriptures then. You know, you know, if you read, if you if you read the scripture, one of the things that they talks about the enemy, which is Satan, they call him a covering curse. On that one for him, he weakened the nation. He covers, he weakened, he covers, he weakened. What is he covering? He's covering the life of God. Eh? His intention is to cover the life of God. And his intention is also is to weaken man. One is a because that weakness is strength to, to man. That weakness is a glory to man. That weakness is what man call life. But the man, the, the more man join into that life, what is the weakness is that it will begin to drain everything, every attribute of God, anything that is called God. The essence of that program measure out for man. Remember, I said. Is a faces of Satan. So met the process of dying. That's why he said, in dying, you shall die. Do you understand? Talking about the nature of the soul. Do you understand? So it's measured for man that as man goes through that, man goes through. So when he say weakness, it's not just talking about a man that is weak or a man that is, do you understand? Like you want to you see someone like Grimrod now. Eh? You see that thing, that guy, is he a weak man? He's, it's not. Do you understand? Eh? Well, what, what, that, you know, what, what did he do? He built another civilization. What is the essence of that building? To encounter the life of God. It's to encounter God. It's the same thing. Where, you see that you saw in, in Genesis. Eh? That we saw in Genesis. It's the same thing the Bible called in that book of Revelation. That's, that's what you call Babylon. Do you understand? That's what you call Babylon. It, Babylon is actually is a fortified life. A fortified life. A stature of life that's been built over time. 
that men have married. You have mingled up with the souls of men, desire of men, pursuit of men, glory. So there are different kind of definitions that he has given to all, every generation that I've ever imagined. That's what Daniel was saying. Do you understand? That, um, um, that image of... Do, are, you, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Do you getting that? So he say he's a covering cast. He's also is the one that weakens the nation. Do you understand? So what what I'm trying to what I'm trying to bring out here is that God will help us to. You see, there is a way. That's what the Spirit of Revelation does. There is a way the Holy Ghost magnifies the word in your heart. So for example, when you hear. Like what was said last week, when you hear that those, those statues you saw, Paul talk about in Second Corinthians, when he talk about those, um, those imagination and those things, when you hear such a word like that, eh, that word should put us into action, should put us into soberness. Should make us to respond in a particular way. Do you know the word that those things are structured to stop God. And those are things that Jesus talks about also. The case of this word thing that shook the word when it comes. So there is already stop. There is already stuff inside. Something that Satan is raising. The essence of that, that God will not come in the flesh. God will not find a landing place. If that is not going on in the life of believer, why are you talking about process? Why are you talking about mastery? Because mastery is not something you will just jump into. Samuel. <laughs> Do you understand? Eh? Do you understand? Process is not something, mastery is not something. And like I said, one of the things that last week that when I was listening to that message, I was so, there was so soberness in my spirit. I was looking at what the Holy Ghost was showing me, the consequence of not coming into mastery and the advantages of coming into mastery. Amen. Amen. You know, you can be shouting, Jesus is Lord. Hey, I know my God. My God is great, but Babylon have already taken over your heart. In the, that content of that thing you are saying from your heart, do you understand? There is no reality of what you are saying from your heart. Why you are saying Jesus is good is because one thing they told you that Jesus is going to do, or Jesus is going to give you one grace, Jesus is going to, but in your heart, there is blindness. You are not seeing Jesus. Jesus is not appearing to you. There's no appearance. And if there's no appearance, you see, what, what, what I want us to see is this. Did Satan sin? Physical, did he do anything physical? Eh? Did he do anything physical? Did he do anything physical? People should answer me now. Anything physical that is that, is that, is that what makes him sin? That is the origin of sin. That's what sin is. 
he says in his heart. And that's what Jesus preached also. He said, what defines a man is not, it's not really what you're taking. Do you understand? With the law of Moses, it's not that way after you've committed fornication. You know, now I've committed fornication. So because I'm not from, but there are people that is not doing it physically. But they are doing it in their heart. Do you understand? Because that is what that is that is that one is God. That's the one. I'm not saying the actual God does not, but that one is. Do you understand? So if you don't, if we don't come to a place when we are looking at that transaction that is going into our heart. Do you understand? So I look at my heart. If I can't find the love of God. If I can't find the motivation of Jesus, if I can't find a conversation, and I am normal, do you understand? I am okay. Something is wrong. That's one thing I just wanted to see. That you are just living your life like that without Jesus. It's not. Some, somebody is making you to live that way. That's what I'm saying about the working of Satan. But we don't know. You can even be living and say, God, everything is well. God is doing it. Everything is well. But... Do you understand? There is no transaction going on. There is no transformation going on. There is no work going on on the inside of you. Do you understand? There is no work going on inside of us. There is no transaction going on. So when you hear such word that there is something in me that will make God not to rest. And if God is not resting, you are in trouble. We are in trouble. Do you know what you saw in the book of Revelation as a beast is a, is a revelation of man? There are many tendencies in us that what is turning that tendency is light. Immediately you are outside that light. You can never imagine what you do. You can never, you now know that, what, so what is constraining us and what is keeping us and what is, because why? That light is want to choke that life. That light that is coming. It is preventing that life not to find it. So or you see, once a while, it didn't want to raise his head. But the reason why that life is not prospering is because of light. It's because of light. It's to show you, if you understand this, you now understand that Without God. So when Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. It's English to us. Is it, that word is English. It's English. You see, you know, be, you know because of this, this is why you see some people can't say, this is why, you know sometimes you see someone like Papa, when you now say, let's not boast too much, let's not uh, brag too much, Wisdom. Do you understand? You know, some there's some there's some arrogant word that people, most people say. You know, like ah, I can do, I can not. You you really know that it's not you. If you got what that the push of our heart is at every time, always acknowledging God, but the power of self 
or the workings of self through the workings of Satan is to want to show himself as if he is the one doing the work. And when that is beginning to take place in the heart of a man, while has come, you will not find humility. You're going to find pride. Because what is pride? Pride is a work, some little work that God is doing in a man that self is boasting, self is taking those places and begin to boast that is the one doing it. Amen. Malachi chapter 2. Let me begin to round off. Pastor Francis, I'm taking your, your, your anointing. She, okay, should I wear your shirt? So, have I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Is it Malachi 2? Let's see Malachi chapter 1. Where he talks about um, um, in the leaves of a priest. Malachi 2. Malachi 2. Okay, yes, that should be verse 6. Just go to verse 6. Okay, verse 7. Okay. He said, The leaves of what? Who? A priest should keep what? Knowledge. And they should seek the law. The law. They should seek the law. Of or they, they should seek the Lord at his mouth for, for he is the what the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Let's see Osea chapter four. I think Osea chapter four. Osea chapter four. I think four verses. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He said, because you've rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou, seeing thou hast forsaken the law of thy God, I will also forsake their children. Hallelujah. Praise God. The word children here is um, the word children here is the same is the same thing with generation. It is the same thing with fruitfulness. It's two words in scriptures: generation and fruitfulness. Are you? Do you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? Eh? In the same thing Paul talks about Colossians chapter one when he talks about um, he talks about we bearing fruits of righteousness. Do you understand? That is the word children. The same word children is the word same word generation. 
that when you say it's something that passes because in scriptures, generation, for instance, Abraham gave birth to two children, Abi. Eh? Eh? So who is the one that is carrying the seed? Who is the one that is the seed? Who is the one that God is carrying the seed? It's Isaac. This one is not the one. It's the seed is the promise. It wasn't, it wasn't the promise. So that's why it came from the launch of Abraham, but that is not the seed of Abraham. Because if you trace the seed of Abraham, do you understand? According to Hebrew, it talks about that seed of Abraham. If you trace that, it's genealogy. What Francis have been teaching all this while. That's why, if you check the issue of, if you check the, you know, Francis was talking about something yesterday, that every, when you talk about Babylon, you're actually talking about feasts of Satan. I don't, is it yesterday or Monday? On Monday. Yesterday. Okay, yesterday. Is it yesterday? Do you understand? So, it's the same thing when you talk about the feast. Mean that no one can, anyone that is participating in God is feasting in this feast. Is journey in this. Because there's all of this journey that you must actually is in sequence. Journey. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you getting that? That is the essence. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Eh? Because if you see, Paul talks about, Paul talks about Passover. Being, being born again. It talks about revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation with the feast of trumpet. It talks about Second Corinthians when you talk about the way, the way they preach heaven. Say we are waiting for this, our heavenly tabernacle. That tabernacle is what John um, um, James talked about, the feast, the processed fruit of the earth is tabernacle. That's what Paul equally was talking about. It's what Jesus said, that John chapter 7, when he said, out of your belly will flow rivers. Is tie you to the that day of the feast of Tabernacle, because the feast of Tabernacle is a time when there's no darkness in man anymore. What you find there is the fullness of Christ. So the life will flow abundantly. So everything you see about this, you know, one thing we have not understand. We think that scripture is. I don't understand. We think that this thing, this thing. We think there's a way we, there's a way our mind, when we talk about scripture, there's a way our mind, but this is the civilization of God. Do you understand? Me, without this thing, nobody can journey, nobody can see God. You know, Francis was talking about yesterday, he was talking about, um, he, was, he was making mention to, is he, is, okay, yesterday, he was talking, he was making mention of um, the seven spirit, you know, you know, you see, I don't know why people, I don't, you see, religious spirit is, is when you talk about every angels, they are under the supervision of the Holy Ghost. So everything they do, they do it under the supervision of the Holy Ghost. And every angel has the attribute of the Holy Ghost. So he was talking about yesterday that all those, like for instance, you see, the, there is angels of most holy place, there is angels of holy place, there is the angel of the outer court. Do you, do you understand? So you understand? Do you understand? So, you know, you find that angel of the whole, most holy place, angels of, and of course, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, that's why he said the word to come, God have not really committed to angels. Because all those revelations you saw, that nobody has all the revelation, all of them are purely the revelation of angels. But they have those, those men have those encounters. So, how do you know the level of encounter they had? The, the kind of angel that appeared to them. 
Are you, do you, are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Because it was all of them. That's why Hebrew 2 said that God has not committed the world to come to angels. Do you understand? So you see, that burning bush, who is it? Eh? Hebrew, you answer me now. I'm not telling you what I don't know. I'm telling you what is in your Bible. It's in your Bible. It's not all those things are the operation of angels. It, that player of cloud that led them by night, that led them, is the angels that led them. All those things are angels. But God gave them authority to act in the name. That's what we saw in the book of Revelation. There are things that cannot open to. You know, I've seen, even with me, I see people arguing all those, all these things we're arguing. Let's be arguing. No wahala. There are others that God has said. Yours is that. There are things that cannot be opened to you. If these angels are not around, because God has sent them to you when it has to do with things that pertain to salvation. There are things on your own you can't do. There are things they do on your behalf. Do you understand? Look at it. Jesus, when he was, um, Elijah, when he was weak, who ministered to him? Eh? Jesus, when, after everything, who ministered to him? But after he resurrected, what did God say? Did they need to minister to him again? That's why, that's what, when we read, that's what scripture we're supposed to see. So because, without your understanding, you can't be, be arguing and be arguing with your religion. Then, and you'll be there shouting Holy Ghost fire. Shouting Holy Ghost fire. There are order in the spirit. There are other, there are protocols in the spirit. If, if not so, why must the high priest wear, you wear one cap here, wear one this in here, wear one that one here, wear, they have to put a bell, they have to put, a, you know, do you understand? You know, when that woman of issue of blood says, let's touch the, that's what is, understand? That's what is, okay, why, why must he touch the hem of garment? Why not can't he touch his body or touch his head, touch his head, this is, why must he head of his garment? You know, the, you know why I say all, the, all these things? There is no priesthood without knowledge. And you can never get the knowledge of God in this present world without consecration, without dedication. You don't get, you know why? Do you know why you can't get your son's office? You know why you can't get your son's office? There are spirits. There are, they are, they are dedicated, they are dedicated, determined that you won't come into it. That's why, that's why you can be reading the word now. You leave the word and take Facebook. And before you know that, you are on Facebook for three hours. It's spirit. Again, let me say this. I discovered both including me. We don't understand the reason for knowledge. Most times, our concept about knowledge is still gotten from the concept of the word. You know what I say so? 
I've seen people that behave as if they are meek. But that meekness is that that meekness is wanting worship. See, I know what I'm saying. I'm not trying to excite anybody. I'm to, because, you see, why I'm saying those, these are things that God began to show me. You see, if you understand the importance of knowledge, you will use it for what knowledge is meant for. You know, you know, you know, you know, there is a way someone may be in the back that you don't know. Even when he's greeting you, uh, you, may not, you may not notice him. But there's some words that someone that felt that is in front of That's why when you greet you, they see you, ah, you say this person is there. That thing is one to register something in your heart. Because we don't understand the purpose of knowledge. Your son, does it, the, because what is the knowledge of this world? When you have it, it makes you above people. Abby? But the knowledge of God is to make you serve. So, if I feel that something that but David is lacking, so why should I use the thing that God has given to me using as an advantage? I don't know if you got what I'm saying. I don't know. So, in the same way, so when, so when we say knowledge, knowledge, no, you see knowledge, when you go to many books, you see knowledge, it's not about knowledge, knowledge. Those concepts of knowledge, you see, got it from the world. That's why you see people say, ah, they come, it's not about religion, it's not about religion, it's about knowledge. Knowledge, not knowledge. No. You see, that, those concepts of that, you know why? Knowledge helps you to fight. That's the advantage of knowledge. It helps you to fight. Another thing knowledge does to us, knowledge helps us to live. Do you get what I said? Hmm? Knowledge will do what? Helps us to fight. This is the fight I'm talking about. I'm not talking about how to what fight to. Hey, God, 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 God. See, I'm talking about my relationship with my brother. That's where we relate with both David. Sometimes, something may tell you I have more advantage than him. That's what I'm talking about. His spirit. But knowledge will tell you that in the kingdom, it doesn't function that way. If you must live, you must not receive that lie. When you receive that lie, you will die. Now, you may not see that death physically. Oh, God. I don't know. You may not see that death physically. You may not, outward may not even look like you are dying. But knowledge will tell you the consequence of that. So anytime you are seeing yourself lonely at heart, that's what Jesus said. When you are seeing yourself lonely at heart, you know you are you have an advantage in the spirit. Because the only way you can acquire stature and the only way you can overcome is to have that push of heart. So that's why, look at Jesus. They were beating him. It was knowledge that's making him that way. They beat him. They spied on him. They, that's why the Bible says that though he were a son, 
But what happened? He learned, that's what knowledge will help you to do. It's what Peter said. Anyone that suffered in the flesh has seen to some sin. So any knowledge that doesn't make you suffer flesh, you have not seen the true knowledge. You have not seen, or you have seen the true knowledge, but you have not seen the purpose of knowledge. Turn this bread to wine. That's the one that have mastery. Man shall not live by bread. So sometimes there are things inside of you that want to demonstrate certain things. That want to make you to demonstrate certain so certain response. In the, because of knowledge, you will die. You see that one? That is where the growth is. That is where the growth is. Take the essence of knowledge. This knowledge is not for lazy people. As a matter of fact, this is what priesthood is all about. That's why, that's why, that, that, the, that garment of a priest is a embodiment of knowledge. Otherwise, for, that's why when they remove it, when God, instead Aaron, climb the mountain and die, but they have to remove that thing. Because if they remove that thing, he won't die. When the enemy comforted Joshua, some people say it's Old Testament. Okay, oh Allah. When they comforted uh, Joshua, eh? Eh? he said, what will happen? He said, the devil resist him. Why would the devil resist him? Because of what he was wearing. Sometimes, you know, he was this country. He said, he 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 God, the hand of God is not far. This is what I've seen. I've made all to separate from God. And I said, no, it's not easy. It's a portion of your heart. That's a protocol of the throne. You have to fulfill the reminder of the throne for access. And that's where authority lies. You don't see what I'm saying? That's where it lies. You see, when you say, let the church understand that sonship is about, when you say destiny, destiny is sonship, we are talking about. It's sonship. When you say, oh, my glorious future, your future is not going to be. Do you understand? Do you know many people I saw in Ajegule many years ago? That a pastor, most of them were putting Obama uh, picture as a standard to the people of God. So anytime they want to cheat, Obama becomes the standard. What the revelation, uh, the measure, and the stature, and the fullness of life that you seek for. I'm telling you. Many years we went for a conference, ministers' conference. God will exalt the house. God, uh, quoting Isaiah chapter 2, the, the mountain of God's house shall be exalted above every other mountain. The mountain of God's house shall be exalted above every other mountain. That they will come to come and see the love of his mouth, the love of his God. He said, My brother, go and get better mic. When you do boga, you know, it will sound. You don't need all this prayer, prayer. Get better mic. I'm telling you, in a minister's conference, he said, Mike, he said, I said, Mike, when you sound like this, we say, begin. He <laughs> <laughs> really showed that people don't read Bible. Even when they read, they read with their own face. So he said, the mic, that means the mic. 
Remember when he sing a big one, I said all this pray for he said, he said that one and tongue himself. And then you go, when you hear beam, the anointing will move. Only the man, the anointing will move, the anointing. And he said, make the house of God comfortable, beautiful, put air fresh everywhere, decorate everywhere. That is the house of God. Kai. <laughs> so when people, he said, Pastor, don't ask for anything. Even when the prostitute come to give him money, because don't ask what are they doing. They think they are not doing. Don't ask. Don't ask anything. Just take the money. Ministers conference. The word knowledge of God is the same word. Who put it? Is it one of the prophets called it the knowledge of the holy? The concept of knowledge is the concept of priesthood. So I mean that the journey to priesthood is separation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because he's a holy God. It is the same word Paul. When, when Peter was saying, Behold, he was talking about priesthood. Behold, even as your father, as your heavenly father, as your heavenly, is it what Paul said that Peter said, Behold, as your heavenly father is holy. It is the same word, knowledge of priesthood. So that knowledge of because the knowledge you are inquiring is a knowledge of the holy, holy one. That's what they call the holy one. So you cannot just seek that knowledge anyhow. There is a how you seek for it. That's why the consecration of a priest before they wear you that knowledge, there has to be a consecration. The conse that's why I told you, I said, the working of Satan is where you find lawlessness. Is not ordinary. When you find ignorance, it's not ordinary. That, those are workings, those are faces of Satan. Those are faces of Satan. When you say lawlessness, ignorance, do you understand? Attitude that doesn't show gratitude. You know, that goes with as motivation preachers. Oh, to do it. <laughs> do you know that? Do you know that in Genesis, that word, in Hebrew word, that word, when he, when he talks about the sun and the moon, he's talking about time and seasons of God. That is the essence of that song. Mean that. Every day of our lives as a new creation, God have actually smattered the same thing with the people of Israel. God gave them everything that has to do with every aspect of life. God downloaded it for them. Do you understand? God downloaded everything for them. If you do business in righteousness, there's no way angel will not be around those activities. If you study in righteousness, there's no way angels will not be in that activity. Whatever things you do in righteousness, there's no way 
Heaven will not be around those things we do. But do you know what we do? You know what we do? Babylon shows us a standard. We want to now use the name of Jesus to prosper Babylon. By so doing, we are fulfilling that prophecy by the prophet, he that is a covering curse. We weaken the nation. What will we, it will weaken us the more. It will veil us the more. Because when they sing, eh, they were naked. What is nakedness? What is nakedness? Access of the life of devil. What is clothedness? What is um, righteousness? Or when you are being clothed, he shields you from the life of Satan. No access. When God clothes you, no access. When you are not clothed, access. Satan has access. So that issue of mastery is not just, you know, you know, I know as a pastor how to have mastery to quote scriptures, to quote, that is not it. How to master life. It's my cry. Because when we hear things like that, and when we see the push of our heart, that's why we want to cry. That's why we want to go for more fellowship. That's what we want to go for more dedication. That's what we want to go for more because that's how the knowledge comes. Knowledge, knowledge can't come by Bible study. Bible study. Jeremiah chapter 10, we read it. Father, we thank you this morning. I said, God, this morning, yes. God, has, God will do that. God, God always does that. If you see one, Psalm 127, the same thing he talks about. Hmm? So he's waiting for we to do what? Wake up early morning. By the end of the day, eat the sorrow, eat the bread of sorrow. The word bread there is the same word bread in Genesis. What the Bible was talking about bread in Genesis, same thing, Genesis chapter 3. When you talk about the word bread there, that because man sinned, he said that for you to now eat bread. Because men used to have, he was in the presence of God. When you, when you are in the presence of God, do you lack bread? Do you lack bread? Bread is easy. Access is easy. Why struggle? So that bread you talk about there is the same bread you talk about in Genesis. So that bread you talk about, is not talking about physical bread though. You know that even that physical bread, what causes that physical bread is as a result of the spiritual bread. Do you understand? First year, seek the kingdom of God. That's what he's saying. That was what man was doing. Because the first job of a man is to see God. Do you get what I said? Eh? Your first job is not how to be a banker. It's not how to be this. It's not how to be those things you can become. You can do those things. But the first primary job of a man is to know God. You know why I know? The first place this man is mentioned in scriptures, God gave divination of man. Let's make man after what? And after what? When God created that man, was that man after the image and likeness of God? Ah, Bible student. Eh? Was the man fully have the image and likeness of God? 
So what was the reason for those three of uh, what God, what did God tell him? What did, what did, what did instruction that God gave him? You will eat it from this tree that will be. Eh? So that was the job that God gave him. The man was not created after the image and likeness of God. So the job, the children of that man, all the day of his life, he'll be joining to come. What will now do? Uh, what, okay, want to say something? <laughs> As you just give the example of the Garden of Eden and the trees, it just hits me. So the man was supposed to fellowship and eat of the trees the of knowledge. Trees in the of the knowledge of the garden, the garden that will not help him to journey into the fullness of life. What you talked about in Hosea and Malachi? Yeah, knowledge. that's that's exactly. Yeah. It's not it's not all this one will not do. The word glory in scriptures is not referring to God. The word glory in scriptures is actually man. Christ in you. Christ in you. So the glory of God is man. Because you will never see God come physically and say this is a glory. It's man. That's why Christ is called the image, the express image and the likeness of God and the glory of God. It is not when that, that he will do, let's stop doing that, it's called to glory. It's not that, it's not when man dies physical death. You know, say, we now put it, the man is called to, you know, they go and you know, glory anywhere. That's not the bring any glory. It's not true. It's not true. So the evidence that this will be possible is the knowledge. Without the knowledge, forget it all. Like I told you, I said we've we have been the our concept about knowledge is still taken from Babylon. You know, you know, you know, like for you see someone like Jesus. When Jesus comes to a place where people are ignorant, what did he do? Compassion. Abi? Compassion. But when this one comes to people that doesn't have he take advantage of them. He's looking for how he can make benefits or make show or show glory. But to that of God, it's not like that. So how can you not say, how can, there's some competition among ministers? Competing, we are competing with one another. Competing with one another. Competition. Wow. You're welcome. Nice seeing you. You're welcome. Competition with one another and none of that. It's dead. The knowledge that's supposed to be uniting us together, that was supposed to be bringing us together, is separating us. Sometimes you see friend and friend, we are together. You know, ah, my brother, we eat together. But right now that you start having money or you begin to come into certain knowledge, revelation, it's like both of us know the same level again. You, you will see it. But God, had, God had the, the first death is not the cross. The first death is when he became a man. So any knowledge that is not making you to crucify flesh but that's why Paul said, if you check Paul when he talk about, he said, Paul said, this was the reason why I was born from a mother's womb. That Christ. He now said, the life and I live now in the flesh is not 
I love you. He said, I die daily. You see, see the, see the way these things work. Eh? If you are not looking for God, there won't be access. If you are not looking for God, knowledge is not something, you know, it's not like, it's not, it's not like what we go, now there's a sense to that when he has to do maybe, uh, well, when you, that is when you talk about growth and all of that, growth, you know, from one glory to glory. But, you know that even in the world to come, what are we going to be doing in the world to come? Eh? Are we going to be doing Hosanna in the highest? What are we going to be doing in the world to come? Check us. Why we don't give time to God? We don't commit our lives to God, to the things of God. It's because. Mm, it doesn't make sense. But you know, you know the beauty about things, this thing is that. Like you see someone like David. David, you know, you know, in that Psalm 65. Is it Psalm is it Psalm uh, is it Psalm 65? When David said, David was crying, David was crying for the resurrection of his body also. He came into that place. That's why if you read that book of Psalm, you will see when he talk about the death of Jesus, the what happened in hell, and also the resurrection. When he said, my body, my body is in a testy ground where there is no water. In my physical body, where there is death. I don't know that you get to what I'm saying. What I'm saying, in nutshell, it's just what uh, Apostle Sansi Pastor Sansi and Apostle Sansi started uh, um, last week Thursday with, uh, is it Prophet uh, uh, <laughs> Isaiah? <laughs> oh, that is, that is sight, sight, <laughs> Prophet Isaiah. <laughs> Amen. You know, that word really, I was really blessed by that word, you know, uh, talking about, um, you know, allowing God's word to take over those gates of our souls. And uh, Pastor Mary started talking about, um, you know, having mastery and talking about angels, about sons. Hallelujah. Son is all about, mastery is all about sons. Sonship, that's what it is. When we I think we'll stop here. Amen. I don't try small. You know, I have to wear one shoe off. Pastor Samson, wear one shoe off. Uh, so, amen. Okay, let's just respond to him. Oh, does anybody have any question? Do you have any question to ask? Amen. Okay, let's just respond to him. You see, my desire is that anytime I hear truth, truth should make me to respond in a particular way to, you know, um, trust God for more commitment. Yeah. 
Thank you. 
of our royalty. This is the meal of our priesthood. Hallelujah. This is the meal of our dominion. This is the meal of our culture. Hallelujah. You may partake of the elements, the body and the blood of Jesus. The body and the blood of Jesus. The body and the blood of Jesus. Prayer strike graphic on the screen, that'll be 